Facebook's days are numbered. Welcome to PR True or False, a podcast that aims to unwrap some quirks and preconceptions about the PR industry and discuss whether things could be better. Each week, we'll take a statement, a belief about the PR industry or agency life, and discuss and answer whether it's true or false. My name is Austin Braley, and my co-host is Philip Shomshaw, and we're both PR consultants working at Firefly Communications. Right, on with the show. So, uh, Austin, what's the background for this topic? Well, when you first joined Firefly, Phil, um, I remember one of the thing, first things we actually had a discussion about is that, that I said I thought Facebook was dying. It was my own impression, not based on any stats or anything, but based on my own personal feed, which had become a, a ghost town, actually. And there was a lot of negative press at the time on privacy issues and, and all manner of things. And it just kind of felt to me like that the whole thing was was dying out, and especially coming off the back of MySpace at the time, um, which had seen such a massive peak and then it kind of fell off a cliff. It just didn't really seem like a sort of primary uh, social network for for B two B, which is what I mainly worked on. But in my personal life as well, it just just didn't didn't feel like things were going very well. Yeah, I, w- I was surprised actually, and I think um, yeah, in my previous role, I was working both B two B and B two C on a on a on the digital side of things, and. I have to say that for most of the clients, it was more of a, a, a magnet for customer service complaints. And, um, you know, people weren't really using the, the page in a way that perhaps the PR people would have liked. And, um, you know, personally, I've always had frustrations with the service. I think this, this, the search element of Facebook uh, is still rubbish, even after um, the graph search, it's still useless. Um, the whole thing being a bubble and ecosystems always frustrated me. Um, but, you know, People have invested so so much of their lives in it. Half the internet, uh, the world's internet population is on it, and I just can't see that it would disappear uh, quickly in the way that MySpace did. Yeah, well, it's, it's quite funny we're discussing this today, uh, considering uh, yesterday Facebook shares went to an all-time high uh, following the latest results. Yeah, the timing's good because um, the results came out, and the thing that struck out for me was that the mobile advertising revenues uh, now actually account for more than 50% of Facebook's advertising revenue. And in, um, I think it was an equivalent uh, quarter in 2012, it was less It was less than a quarter, I think it was 23%. And it seems to me that they've really cracked the mobile issue, which was the thing that um, seemed to be um, holding Facebook back a bit. Yes, well, Mark Zuckerberg uh, has become obsessed with mobile if his interview with Bloomberg is anything to go by recently. Um, in, the same in, in the same article, it says that in 2012, he actually called an all-hands meeting and said uh, Facebook was to be mobile first. And there's actually a great great quote in there about how if any meeting was, was going uh, in a direction people weren't addressing mobile first, he would, he would just call a stop to it. He would just say, right, okay, um, we need to start this over because we need to talk about mobile. Yeah, I think that's um, <clears throat> that's really come across, and you know they've they've done a, b- a lot better on that platform. But I suppose it comes back to the question. So it, it seems to be going well for Facebook. Where where's the criticism coming from, apart from sort of anecdotal things? Um, yeah, uh, is this coming through in the media? Well, it's been bubbling for a while, and last November there was a piece in the Guardian that said the the gradual exodus. Um, there was a gradual exodus to, to messaging apps such as WhatsApp, WeChat, and so on. And it becomes comes down to Facebook becoming a, a victim of his own success. Uh, you know, the road to gaining nearly 1.2 billion monthly active users uh, has seen the mums, dads, aunts, and uncles of the generation uh, that pioneered Facebook joining it too. Uh, you know, I definitely see that on my own experience. You know, for a while it was kind of the, po- the no holds barred platform where you put up all kinds of pictures you're sharing with your peers it was very edgy and it got a lot of bad press actually you know all these kind of parties and and people posting things that just weren't really acceptable because everything was so so new to this young generation all of a sudden 
friend request pops up from your mum, your auntie, you, you know, people that are suddenly, even your nan, some people's nans are joining Facebook. And suddenly it becomes a very different place. It's not so cool. Um, you know, you have to be very careful of what you say. And, and I think people started migrating away a bit from it there because you end up with the benign updates about what people are having for dinner and things like that. And it just kind of seemed to lose a bit of its edge. Yeah, I would agree with that. And if you if you look at my feed, and I'm, I'm as guilty of this as, uh, as, as all my friends, it's all just uh, baby photos and everything's all... Uh all very nice, um, which probably isn't, um, you know, what necessarily the, uh, the youngsters actually want to want to be uh, seeing. So, and, and I think Facebook's actually recognised that. So, um, you know, it, it, you can see through its investment in uh, in Instagram, it's probably you know looking over its shoulder at the threat of the likes of in, of Snapchat, which are uh, which is a lot edgier. And um, it's even said that it's going back on its um, pledge that um, every, everybody should be themselves online. And it's, um, you know, it's, it's said to be sort of looking at allowing people to become anonymous uh, potentially again. And it, it's also investing in its uh, Facebook creative labs and it's you know, investing in all these new apps. And some of those you don't necessarily have to be anonymous. So it's sort of branching out and getting a bit more experimental again, which seems to be... Uh, a good idea to me. Uh, I, I saw the other day that it actually there was a quite a good quote that said Facebook is uh, the aim of being the passport to the internet, which I think yeah I can see that when I when I try and log into some websites now you're presented with the option of logging in with your Facebook account, but you're also given the option of logging in with your Google Plus account, uh, and I would argue that Google Plus is doing this this way better. I would never consider using Facebook over Google Plus for for logging into such matters. I, I kind of that may just be me and my own personal view of how these social networks. But but Facebook is kind of my my private identity that I you know it's very isolated. It's my university identity in many ways. And Google Plus is much more in the moment. It's more professional. It doesn't give away so much information about you. That's well not not publicly. That's my impression. Yeah, I'm surprised by that because when we were talking a couple of weeks ago, um, well a few weeks ago when we did our Google Plus episode, you were sort of a bit more. Um, Sort of not reluctant on Google Plus, but you didn't, you weren't really a fan. It's fair to say. Yeah, no, I think I think that's fair, and I think actually a lot of the the research we did uh, for the podcast and the podcast itself and some of the feedback we've got, uh, the more I've learned about Google Plus, the more of a fan I'm becoming of it. It's not so much about the superficial status updates and and posting photos that I perhaps assumed. It's the much more deeper. This is your online ident- identity. And um, I think, yeah, as a result of that, I, I've kind of, yeah, have had a bit of a, <laughs> a change of heart. So um, just look, just looking at this um, from, from the, I suppose, from the title of the piece that uh, Facebook stays a numbered, uh, one of the pieces that sort of gave us the idea for uh, for running this podcast was uh, there was a headline that ran um, in Time magazine a week or two ago that said uh, Facebook is about to lose 80% of its users, study says. And there'd been this um, this piece of research done that sheds, um, said basically Facebook was going to, you know, to use your analogy from earlier in, in, in the show, you said uh, it was going to do a, a MySpace and, and just die. Yeah, it's rubbish, that, that study, I would argue. I mean, they just use Google Trends data. Uh, a chap called Rich Brady actually pointed out to us that methodology was called into question by Matt Morrison originally, and it's actually received quite a, a beating since then. And, and he said that the study didn't take into account uh, mobile, which, given the recent results showing the growth of mobile, seems to be the biggest flaw. Um, so it's probably not the most reliable study. Okay, well, that sounds like that one's been uh, sort of roundly dismissed by people. Um, you mentioned uh, there a submission we've had from somebody. 
Um, what else have we got? Because we, we often put these uh, questions out on Twitter. So what, what have people said to us this week? Yeah, so I just wanted to, to read out a couple. So so Charlotte Stoll says uh, Facebook peaked uh, but will continue to make money because of the data it has on us. We're so fickle, bring on the next social site. Um, I think that's a very valid point. Uh, Joe Condola, aka tweet, Twitter bug uh, PR, says a lot of my generation are using Instagram uh, more for pictures and WhatsApp for conversations. And I think Twitter is better for companies to use in terms of PR. Again, I find it hard to argue with that. Yeah, I had a response on LinkedIn uh, from an ex-colleague, Paul Baker, and uh, he said, this is premature. Yes, the user profile may age, but there is a lot of users and connections existing which should take time to replicate. Another platform will arise, but don't underestimate the financial resources available to Facebook. Very different to Bebo or Friends Reunited, uh, which again is uh, which a good point there. Yeah, that, that is a good point. I think that the financial resources is a very big point here i think they have the ability to adapt and change and you know all it takes is for one big move and then suddenly they're right back on top not that they're not at the moment um but anyway so so i work more on the b2b side and I, i've never been a fan of pace, uh, facebook from a, a pr perspective on with my clients i don't know what your experiences are phil yeah just bringing this into i suppose a, a, a pr um frame um well we see uh we see there are plenty of brands uh, using facebook so if you look at, um, actually a good website to look at is Social Bakers and uh, they've got a, a, a chart on there with the, with the top brands on Facebook and there's, there's some surprising ones actually. Um, you, know, you, you, ex- you expect to see the likes of Coca-Cola but um, not necessarily Oreo cookies. Um, but um, yeah, and these, these companies have millions of likes uh, but I think you, know, you have to call into question what does that really mean? And most of the time, from my observation, is that people are using or brands are using Facebook as a publishing platform to just put that sort of the, the C word um, content on there. And yeah, it's just advertising and new products and stuff like that. And I don't see a great deal of storytelling or engagement on uh, on Facebook pages, whether that's B2B or B2C. Engagement is one of those overused terms. What, what do you mean in this context? Well, I suppose um, engagement from the point of view, not just liking or sharing something, but there being a meaningful dialogue. So um, so probably the best example I can think of is actually a, uh, an SME that I've uh, worked with in the past called AudioFuel. And they make uh, running music, um, so you you know you, you download tunes on iTunes uh, to to run to. And uh, what Sean, the um, the founder of that company, does is when he's launching a new product, um, you know, a new set of tunes, he'll actually put uh, questions up on on the Facebook page and say, okay, people, what do you think my album cover should be? What should I call the album and stuff like that? And then people start to engage with that and then feel some sense of ownership of the album. And to me, that means that they're actually having, you know, doing something that sort of is more meaningful than just sort of uh, click like if you, um, you know, if, if you want to buy Coca-Cola or something, which is just completely um, boring. Got it. So this is um, one of those topics that could uh, run on and on. But I think uh, given the time constraints, I think it's time we give our, our verdicts, Phil. So uh, Facebook's days are numbered. True or false? I've actually not come into this with a verdict and sort of listened to this argument as I've gone in. So um, having listened to this to all the, all the points, I'm going to say false. I don't think, well, false. Eventually it's days are numbered, but in the foreseeable future it's days aren't numbered. And I think the main reason being is it's financial muscle. It's just got so much power and it can just outbuy anybody. And I do think that in Zuckerberg there's still genuine innovation at the top. Um 
you know, somebody that's really sort of passionate about keeping it fresh and I, I can't see it dying anytime soon. I'm also going to go with false, which might be uh, surprising as soon as my uh, original comment when you first joined. I, I Of course, its days are numbered uh, in the overall scheme of things. I don't think it's going to go the same way as MySpace and, and Bebo and things like that. They kind of fell off a cliff. I think, you know, 20 years time, will we still be using Facebook? Probably not, but for the for the foreseeable future, I'm a, I think we're stuck with it. Even if it is only the uh, the parents and the uh, aunties and uncles that are actually hanging around. Well, that's it. Thanks for uh, for listening, everybody, to PR True or False. Don't forget that you can also follow us on Twitter at PR True or False. We haven't got a Facebook page. I'm pleased to say. And uh, tune in next week. Uh, we haven't decided what topic we'll be discussing, so we might even put that out on Twitter. See what people think. And uh, you've been listening to Phil Shomshaw and Austin Brady, and we'll see you soon.